I was spacing out a couple of days ago and remembered something that feels kind of like a weird footnote in the history of wearables. So do you remember that Nike Plus accelerometer that like you would literally, like the shoes that Nike made had like this cutout and Apple and Nike together sold a $30 thing that wasn't Bluetooth. Like the phone and iPods actually had like a special wireless radio just for that so that your shoes could talk to your media player. Do you remember this? Not only do I remember these, but I, I had one. I think everybody did. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and, and they also, um, I uh, it, bootleg is the wrong term, but there's a thing where if you didn't want to buy, because you had to buy special Nike Plus shoes, and they, on, they only had the ones that had the cutout in the, is it the sole that you step on? Right. Like underneath mm-hmm. the sole. That was only in like their high-end ones. So even in like pre-Joe Biden dollars. Like that, those shoes were like 90 to to $100 for the fancy ones that had that. But you could also get a thing where like there was a little pouch that yeah, you could kind of like... That's, it, that's what I had. Yeah. yeah, like you Velcroed it into like the front laces or something. And it, and it mostly accomplished the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's, that's exactly what I had. Yeah, that was a weird time. And I the reason I thought of this is... Um, like in in rel uh in relation to all the smart home stuff and how it's uh what's Bad. what's the term crappy pardon mm-hmm. my French like yeah it's uh going back to an offline conversation um it's I hope a lot of the smart home stuff is the Nike Plus shoe thing and eventually because if you if you put it in perspective that thing came out two thousand eight maybe like I feel like I had it in college. The shoe thing. Yeah, checks out. Yeah, I mean, a, a decade later, we have a, a cellular Apple Watch with a uh, full GPS that can play music. Like, it, it te- technology takes time. I don't know. I, it, bet, it's, I bet smart home stuff is still bad in a decade. Well, most wearables that aren't the Apple Watch are still bad. So <laughs> I think it might be the thing where, and we actually will get to this in a moment, uh, where maybe like there's just one company that does it right, and that just happens to be Philips Hue and Lutron. And then there's yeah, just a bunch what of. If, well, that's well, well, true. I I retract my statement. If Philips actually just goes like all in on that, they become like what Nest could have been, and just like go into every smart uh, home category, but but like do it well. Can, can I do a, 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 a? I'm not. This isn't really a conversation, but like a sidebar on like. A, do you know who Tony Fidel is? It, he's the one who like left. So he, oh, he was like involved with the iPod, right? He, he was the co-creator of the iPod, and then he went to found uh, Nest, right? Yeah, and made yeah. the original the thermostat thing. He's he's got a new book out, and he's doing the press tour about. Uh, and it's, he's he's very much he's become one of those guys who is very like scant on details, and now he's just kind of like like a <laughs> thought leader guy. Yeah. So eh, anyway, he's he's been on a lot of podcasts, and I that I've had to really really skip over. But yeah, we'll actually we'll we'll circle back to the lutron and phillips stuff but i I, anyway i I bring that up only for some vague optimism about smart home stuff maybe that that you've personally experienced or just you mean no no i'm just saying that the the fact that it sucks and that there's an example of an an adjacent consumer electronics vertical that did get better sort of that's a lot of hedging words no there's nowhere to go but up um, up and to the right is the, the, the only way out is through. What's what's that from? I know I've heard that many times, but is that from a movie or a book? I, that is just a saying. I don't know. Hmm. I think um the only I think Dan ben- I think Dan Benjamin used to say it a lot on um Back to Work, which is how I think I picked up on it years ago. Um. It's oh, it's from a Robert Frost poem. Oh, okay. There you go. Okay. Is he the guy who did the the road less traveled? I'd be the wrong guy to ask. You're very well read. It's debatable. Okay, I, I didn't mean I didn't mean for that to be like an awkward introspective thing. It's okay. Yeah. <clears throat> You're well watched. Wait, that sounds weird. No, no, not that either. The t- TV you, debt, podcast debt—it's—it's all—you've all gotten bad. 
I think legitimately you probably have a 10 to 1 ratio on me on movies watched. Oh, that's probably not true. I really, I've, I watch one to two movies a year, if that. I will, I've never seen Top Gun, 1980s edition, and I will never see this current one either. I, I think I've seen the original Top Gun, question mark. Anytime anybody says, talk to me, Goose, I never understand what the fuck that means. Well, you kind of do. Well, I do now, because it was a very good episode of the Wall Street Journal podcast today about that. But anyway, uh, let's jump into follow-up, because this should be a quick one, because it's, it's still kind of toasty. Um, actually, let me, we'll, we'll do a quick detour. Um, actually we'll just redo last week's episode. Um, was it last week that we talked about, uh, the Comcast renegotiation? Uh, yes. Yeah. So I, that I, I got that flex box that I didn't want. So I called back asking, well, one, I just, um, not, not to interrupt, but I, um, I just returned mine. Felt good. Uh, I did well. Well, we might have. Did you could have, could have run into each other? Um, I well, this, that, okay. So there's a little bit more to that. So maybe this might overlap a little. Um, so yeah. So I I called and I was like, hey, like I I want to make sure I'm not getting charged for this. I like well, first like I called in. I want to see is this actually the best rate I can do, and then we'll we'll get to that in a minute. And also, I got this thing in the mail and I didn't ask for it. Didn't consent to it. What is it? Um, I just played dumb a little bit, but also like, seriously, I want to make sure like, this isn't one of those things where, oh, after 12 months, like they're going to start charging. Cause like when you log into your Comcast account, the Mac ID and like serial number of that box is attached to your account. Oh, like as oh, though it's a oh, service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm like, I want this. So they're like, no, it's our free gift. To, uh, and I, I hate when companies say gifts. And, and on every call I had with Comcast, they talked to me extensively, very kindly um, they thank me for my service at my current address, which has been there for five years. And they talked to me about Xfinity Rewards, which is mm, a no cost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, I hate corporations. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm very familiar with all the stuff that goes into that and why companies lose their... Oh, um, not going not gonna to go too deep on that. But if it... Oof. I, being on a call complaining about like of like trying to disconnect service and renegotiate your rate and wonder why they mailed you a thing you didn't want and having to listen to one them trying to pivot and talk about the um biden administration's uh uh broadband benefit access thing that's that's like an income qualification thing they talked to me about that on both calls and then also offered me the gift of uh, Xfinity rewards, which gives me something I I could not tell. And I don't want to Google it because I don't want targeted ads telling me what it actually is. Like, stop. Just be a phone company. Just be a, c- a cable provider. Be, just be what you are for people. Like, that's actually great advice for people and corporations. Be what you are. Stop trying to be everything. Mm-hmm. And because here's the thing, just like humans, when you try to be everything, you end up being terrible at everything. Unless you are... Give me an example of somebody who's actually... <laughs> I had one in the back of my head. Um, Ashley, uh, maybe Guy Fieri. We'll actually get to that, that too. Okay. Yeah, nice save. <laughs> anyway, so... But yeah, so on the call, uh, the person was able to actually get me a better rate on my internet. It did require mm-hmm. signing a 12-month contract, but I don't have any other choices, so that's fine. Uh, guess what happened after I hung up the phone call? Mm, your internet went out you betcha because they canceled my internet on accident <gasps> so i call i called from work so i didn't notice that it's like because i should have known because right after the call like 10 minutes later i got a push notification from my <laughs> nest camera uh-huh. that said camera offline and i was like huh Uh-oh. and i didn't put it together until i got home and just the internet wouldn't work and like you know sometimes you get that message on your iphone that says hey do you want to use cellular instead because you're yeah, they, they somehow canceled my internet. I spoke to some very nice people who also told me about Xfinity Rewards during the text, uh, the tech support phone call. And uh, eventually they were able to reactivate my modem because I guess they thought they were sending me a different modem. Nothing has arrived yet. So, oh, I did get a text message earlier today from Comcast that said... Oh, I already deleted it. But it said something like, are you ready to activate your new internet service? And I was like... 
you're not really that, that that seems like there's a disconnect between you thanking me for my five years of uh intense service and you cutting off my internet it's comcastic <laughs> and then i went and returned that fucking flex box and the the cable card that i still had sitting in my desk drawer oh I've, yeah i've got i've got something for you there too so i went to the uh and, and here's the thing i didn't have a lot of time like i was trying to cram a lot of errands into like a 45 minute in between things at work type situation so i picked up my dry cleaning got some stuff at whole foods went to the comcast store at in this is very local in the Terra Linda shopping center mm-hmm. and i was like hey like i had to wait for at like the little check-in desk and i'd like handed them the stuff and then like he gave me a little thing he's like okay now talk to somebody else i'm like mm, no like this this allegedly this is free so i have a receipt here i'm, I'm just this is, this is now your thing um and then we're good and that's pretty much it and i really hope i don't get charged for anything because i have pictures and a receipt what was your experience so uh is it was wait they, they wanted you to go talk to somebody else what do they want you to do so there's like you'll know the layout of the store yeah, because oh, I, also I because well. yeah. um I'm not going to talk about this for a number of reasons, but the Comcast store is now half a cell phone store. That's 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 a thing. It, it is it is a weird hodgepodge of stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. and they're playing episodes of SVU in the background. Like it's just it's a it's a whole thing. So there's the check-in desk, and I had to listen to somebody like they were having issues. There's certain towns in Marin County that don't have door-to-door USPS mail delivery. And every communications company has issues with the fact that they have PO boxes. Anyway, so I just stand behind somebody dealing with that for like seven minutes. Uh, and then I, I was like, just, hey, there's this thing that I didn't really ask for, but I would just like to, it, it's sealed. I would just like to give it back to you. I know it's free, but I just would like to give it to you. And hopefully somebody else can benefit from it. And also I have this cable card because I no longer have this thing. And the dude scanned it and it took, it took a while. And he gave me a receipt and he's like, okay, so to make sure that the service is disconnected and this has been like received properly, here's this check-in receipt and please wait for a customer service person. I was like, no, no I'm just like, I, I've given you the stuff. Like I, I hope it works its way in the system. Like I've, I've do I, like I, I, I've done my part, man. Like <laughs> everything's great. So, we'll so my story is um, I, I returned that flex box as well. And I, I've been to that cable town store oh, a, in a handful a, of times. I'm, I'm super sorry to interrupt. They also that sealed flex box again. They they in order to return it, they had to like entirely open it. And I was like, mm. okay, whatever. Nice. Sorry. Um. Yeah. No, a, a very efficient system. Um. So and I, you know, I allocated some time for this because every other time I've been to that store, it's just it's been kind of a nightmare. It's been crazy crowded. Um. But to my surprise, there was there was literally no one waiting at that check in desk when I got there. So. Nice. Yeah, walked right up, you know, handed in the box, and you know he kind of like scans it, d- does a couple things on the computer, like scans something else, does a couple more things on the computer, and then kind of like puts the box to the side, and then he's like kind of poking around on some other things on his computer. It's kind of kind of got like this just look on his face, like he's trying to think about something, and then like a- after a few moments, he goes, "Do do you have a cable card?" I was like, oh, yeah, I, I haven't thought about that in a long time. But, yeah, I, you know, had a TiVo and it, it it's still in there, you know, but I think, yeah, I think it's in this room. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah, OK, just, you know, like whenever um, go ahead and bring that back to us. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'll 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 do that. Well, you don't want to get, have them send you to collections for a uh, like a three dollar pcm cia card from well, it, 2007 it's it's weird though because they i was thinking about it when he asked me because i mean i haven't again i haven't thought about that cable card in a while and i think part of the reason i haven't thought about it in addition to because i haven't been using my tivo is because i think at some point they also stopped charging me for it because like there used to be a what like 299 monthly fee for having a cable card. I think it was actually 750, but then they started a thing where they just rebated it back immediately, but like you you saw a line item charging your bill for it because it was their I, way of like getting like half the revenue of make, forcing you to have a box. I I think at some point like maybe maybe it was when I you know moved out of San Francisco up here, I I think they stopped charging me for it. Mm. Like it still worked, but well they obviously I don't didn't think... forget. <laughs> yeah evidently not 
Uh, so anyway, I have to make uh, one more visit to that store, I guess, at some point. Yeah, well, there's a nice Safeway there. Or there's a reasonably okay Safeway there. Sorry, I was mm-hmm. got to qualify that. Um, yeah, anyway, that's it. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, bummed that yeah, the AT&T Fiber is not going to be available where I live. I was really, really, really hoping. But. Yeah, I, I thought... I, I thought all relatively new development in San Francisco had the had the fancy the, the fancy internet we were talking about. Yeah, like web passes a bit like at certain areas and that was kind of like yeah, some of the other places I was looking at did have that, but it just, it just ended up not working out. So it's fine. Did you what was was ISP availability like part of what you were evaluating? Uh kind of not really. Like I was like it's most that was maybe like fifth thing down but that was maybe like an advantage of certain places i mean i guess gigabit comcast service isn't the worst thing in the world no no it's fine my only worry and hopefully this is not borne out is that even though those are technically the speeds if you're in an area where like it's congested like where there's just like if you're like in a 100 like a block with like 100 apartments or whatever across different buildings like that's the theoretical maximum speed, but like that it might not be quite as robust as it is in the suburbs where you have a a block with like twenty houses. Yeah, I, I've I've noticed that living in, in the suburbs the last handful of years is it doesn't doesn't really seem like we have any sort of um I don't know, like busy time where the internet slows down, which I and I've I've definitely lived in areas where that's been the case. Yeah, so we shall see. Um better call Saul follow up. Uh, I, I, I tried the, uh, the, the Jimmy McGill, wait, no, what's his name? Chuck, Chuck's trick that is relayed by Howard, where if you, uh, shake or drop a can of soda, um, you can, uh, uh, rotate it on a, on a table and it will, um, de-shakeify it. (laughs) It'll make it not, what, what would be the term? It's not that it loses carbonation; it just stops being explosive. Yeah, there you go. Look at, look at you, Mister Mister Bill Nye. All right. <laughs> okay, so going back to the uh, smart home stuff. So, what what is uh, you threw in an article from somewhere nine to five Mac? Um. Yeah. Um. Th- th- they they basically ha- had a good write up that kind of expanded on what we were talking about. Um, last week with my iHome outdoor smart plugs, where, well, I'll just you know I'll read the the title of this article is we never fully own smart home tech, and that has its upsides and downsides. And the general gist is that you know because the smart home stuff is largely powered by cloud based software, the upside of that is that companies can you know frequently enhance software, build out additional integrations, etc. And the downside is that those cloud services can get shut off and your products either don't work at all or maybe work in some very limited capacity. So good write-up on on what we were talking about last week. And I'll I'll put this in the notes as a way to emphasize that smart home stuff is bad. I did not know that Amazon was discontinuing their, uh, like, house brand... uh, thingies like they're non-ring branded uh home cameras hmm. it's it's too hard to keep track of technology that amazon discontinues are they the worst ones i always forget I know, how, I how aggressively the worst, but... like they're not who which is the company that sunsets everything that just like throws everything at the wall and then sunsets it google eh kind of no actually i think it might be amazon <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, Amazon, um, Amazon's got to be up there. Oh man, they I <clears throat> I can't ever let these die. Apparently, the Echo Spot is fully discontinued now, or has been for like a year. But I I really don't like the Echo Show because the the nice thing about the Echo Spot is it has a circular screen that's too small to have ads on it. <laughs> so that's the only <laughs> thing stopping it from doing it. So I yeah, I can't let these things die. Um. All right, and then. It'd be so quick. I know you don't want to talk about this, but there was an email that um, Elon Musk sent to people uh, today or yesterday about a return to office strategy. The only reason I bring it up is that 
the title of the email was, quote, to be super clear, which is, mm. yeah, Elon Musk is a not no for first name basis, uh, objectively allows a human being for several reasons. But also, that's a that's a terrible way to write an email. Or is it, that's a very bad subject line. Might as well just say, read me. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, what does wisdom mean? What does is, what, is what mean? What does wisdom mean? Why did I write you, that? You, you, so you, you put that in a thing. Oh. Eh, I'll say that for another episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, you'll be in charge of this because I, I am so profoundly out of the loop on everything WWDC related. I didn't even know that's next week. I don't know what's going on. So please, please guide. Yeah. So WWDC starts on Monday. Um, same, same format as from the past couple of years. Um, basically all virtual, although there is some small in-person component, I guess, um, at Apple Park on Monday. Um, Monday is kind of the, the big day where there's the the keynote in the morning and then the State of the Union uh, kind of developer-focused um, keynote in the afternoon. Um, you know, kind of all the usual, you know, major OS updates expected. Um, hasn't really been the same level of leaks around all the different operating systems like like there has been in years past there, there's a couple of things floating out there german's been talking a bit about um an improved lock screen on on the iphone and apple kind of laying the groundwork for an always on display which will probably roll out as part of the the pro iphones later this year um <laughs> there's of course been the annual reporting slash wish casting around iPad OS improvements and specifically the way that multitasking works on that operating system. I mean, it seems like one of these years that's going to be right. So I don't know, you know, maybe after five plus years of, of those predictions, maybe that'll finally come true this year. Um, but outside of that, yeah, not not really a whole lot has has gotten out there. Um, there there's always kind of um, a question about how much, if any, hardware is going to appear at the event, and it it seems like we're like maybe going to get uh, I think like a purple iPhone has been the report. No, and then uh, yeah, there's been some like pictures floating around. But didn't they um, didn't they already do? Wasn't green? Don't they only do like one extra color a year? And uh, that was green could, and could be un- unprecedented uh, <laughs> second off cycle color this year. Maybe uh, <laughs> um, the the only thing that there's been a little bit of speculation around has been maybe the introduction of a M2 MacBook Air. So, um, so you posted an article earlier today. Did that was that? I just skimmed it. Was that saying that it's imminent and they have it available, or that it's going to be delayed because of the shortages? That no, that I, I guess this is what typically happens when a product is going to be refreshed soon. Is it? It starts to have delivery dates that are going to oh. slip past when the new version is going to be announced, so that people don't like buy the old version. I guess like you know days before the new one comes out or you know maybe they're kind of running out of inventory on the old one and they're so they're they're kind of managing that um so yeah and you know there i mean there's going to be an m2 macbook air it's probably going to be sometime this year the only question is whether that happens at wwdc or not so so yeah um kind of kind of nice to not have everything spoiled about at least at this point there has also been <laughs> some history recently of there being some big info dumps in the the couple of days leading up to the event so we'll see if that happens but at least as we uh sit here now on june 1st not not a whole lot known yeah okay neat um and the keynote is next tuesday monday monday 10 a.m interesting good morning 
Uh, do you want to take uh, bets or, or do you, what's, what's your projection on what percentage of the keynote or the media event is not pre-recorded? Um, I guess I probably buy into the idea that the Tim Cook segments will be live. So basically just the bookends? Yeah. And well, the bookends and then him kind of passing things off throughout the presentation. But he's 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 passing off to a video. Yeah, I guess guess so. Mm. I don't really know. I'm I I, part of me is a little exhausted about all the speculation about what this in person thing is going to be. There's been so much speculation over something that. Well, it's mostly kinda, just upgrade, right? Kind of doesn't really. It's been all. Well, I mean, I know that you're kind of tuned out on the on the tech podcast. Are you still listening to ATP been, regularly? Yeah. Oh, are they big on it? Oh yeah. <laughs> they have exhaustively talked about it, and okay. I just I, yeah, I, I don't. That's one thing about about getting older is it's it's much easier to to realize certain things that are just easier to not care about. There's there's a level of over analysis that makes being a fan of stuff not fun. Yeah, like I'm 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 interested in the the keynote itself but the the sort of production around it which really is only going to impact a very small group of developers and press like i i don't really care well and also it all like listening to multiple hours of speculation about it becomes one literally 100 percent irrelevant by monday at 10 a.m right it doesn't matter um okay well cool um neat uh, I think that's pretty much all the tech stuff. Um, one passing question. This this will be a topic that probably gets punted to next week. Um, have you upgraded any of your devices to One Password Eight? I have. Do you have uh, a quick re- summary or any any opinions? Not not really. I think I'm a very basic one password user so for me it doesn't really feel like a ton has changed hmm. so it's like a, and, a no news is good news type thing basically and i, I would also say that 95 percent of my one password usage is is the is the browser plugin mm-hmm. and and that that is basically unimpacted by upgrading to the you know version eight of the app so did you yeah, int- I, did you intentionally upgrade or were you prompted? I I was not prompted, no. And and I actually I had heard about it being released, I guess probably on upgrade, and I, you know, went to like check for updates on my existing one password install and it just said, No, you're you're fully up to date on seven point nine or whatever. Then I thought, well, maybe they're like staggering the release or something. And then I checked again a week later, when whenever the next time I thought about it was, and like the you know, same thing, like no, you're you're up to date. Yeah, so and, that, that's why I put this in here is that it's been out for like a month, and I I keep well, I like not that I keep checking, but like I've just looked at because I've been considering upgrading, and it's not it's kind of like that thing with iOS 15 where they didn't like normally they're very heavy handed about forcing it on people, and they like this year they like waited two months before this phone would start bugging you to upgrade. Yeah, it still says like seven point eight point whatever is. It, it, it's a full. It's a full separate download is what it ends up being. So you actually have to go to one password website, download it as a separate install, and then I, I think what it does is it as you're installing one password eight, it uninstalls one password seven. Oh, hmm. um, I I actually haven't gone back and double checked that it actually fully uninstalled one password seven, but I I, I think it did. Like it seemed like it removed the old icon out of my dock and then um put the new one in. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. All right, a couple other uh cord cutting and comcast related things. Um I put this in here just and it's something we've talked about a lot, and I'm and it's not really that interesting, but just <sighs> cord cutting is expensive and every over the top or just separate digital only tv service is too expensive they're all between 65 and 80 dollars a month i looked at even that weird one jason likes i looked at uh 
YouTube TV, Hulu Plus Live TV, I think it's called, um, whatever Fubo TV is, and they're all that same price point. And I'm pretty much like at the point where unless Comcast releases the Xfinity stream app for Apple TV and it's actually good, I'm kind of just cool with not having anything. But I was looking to see, like, does anybody have a term that means nothing? Like, what was it called? Remember in like 2018, was it called a skinny repeal? What was the thing when they were trying to repeal the ACA? Yeah, I, th- I think that was the term. Yeah, and I think that was that's like I, they probably didn't get it from cord cutting, but I think that the whole thing was like, hey, there's like skinny bundles now, and it seems like nobody offers that. I just wanted a thing where is there any package that includes a little bit of cable news, maybe ESPN, but I also don't care. Like I just wanted like just the bare minimum, or like is there anybody just offers a thing that's like twenty channels, and the only person that does is sling tv i was i was just gonna say them yeah and it's still forty dollars and you have to there's no package that includes like the channels you want like to even get like cnbc you have to buy sling blue and then add the six dollar uh tv add-on and it's just like why i thought that was the whole point of this like not that you're gonna pick and choose every single channel and get a cable bill that's twelve dollars but like is is it entirely unprofitable just to because like i i know what it costs for like retransmission fees for espn and like the the really important channels but just make a thing for people who don't care about the expensive stuff and like yeah, but there's it, it, but the, it's just that it's never gonna happen no, but They're... but I but I I have a separate dream than the people who are like no I want I want HGTV, the Food Network, CNN, and I want it to be seven dollars. Like I I'm not expecting that, but there ha- like I, I ev- how have they made the calculation that like enough people are going to get pushed into the seventy dollar package that makes it entirely unsustainable to have a twenty five dollar one that has PBS. Uh, Food Network, Bravo, and CNN or something. I don't know. Isn't isn't PBS free? (laughs) Um, Kind of, not really. (laughs) Um, Because I remember, like, because the Apple TV PBS app makes you sign in with Comcast. I don't know why. Anyway. Anyway. Well, I mean, if if you want to see Elmo in higher quality, then, then, yeah, sure. (laughs) When, when When you brought that up a couple months ago, I actually went to the HBO Max app and watched an episode of Half of Sesame Street. Yeah. New Sesame Street, way too Elmo focused. It, it, lot, way, lot of way Elmo. too much. Yeah, and also so many celebrity cameos. Too much. Um, you you might have caught a bad episode. There's actually not as much of that as you'd think. Uh, I watched an episode that had Chrissy Teigen in it, and then there was another one. It's just mm. yeah, very very Elmo-y. Good good production value though. Well, it's 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 pretty. It's it's very mm-hmm. on the on OLED TV. It's it's the colors are uh, retina searing. They're it's yeah. very bright show yeah elmo elmo is very red and cookie monster is very blue yeah but cookie monster is the best oh he's of course i mean oscar's the oscar the grouch is the best but cookie monster is pretty fucking great is is the episode you watched it have the segment with uh, cookie monster and gonger in the the food truck what's a gonger he's another character i don't know if he was around when we were is it it spelled how it spells or (laughs) i i think so is it spelled how it sounds i i I think so g-o-n-g-e-r gonger Ooh, that's cute. Yeah, he he and uh, Cookie Monster are, are best friends, and they they have a segment where they cook food in a food truck, and it's it's by far and away the best part of the show. I would strongly advocate the um like if I was advising the um, Discovery executives that just took over HBO, that that's got to be a spinoff show. Um, I'll have you. I'll DM you a link to put in the show notes. Apparently, the official Sesame Street channel, which has twenty two million subscribers. Uh, has a one hour long compilation of just the food truck uh segments yeah, per- perfect there you go this will be in the I will, notes we'll fall you, asleep to this tonight there it's it's delightful it's the best <clears throat> all right um okay close that out oh okay so yeah and then this goes back to something i know nothing about apparently talk about oh i, I don't know if we were talking about the uh, 
the Elon Musk fans, but I, I feel like it's been a weird week for uh, pop culture fandoms. Apparently, so this it's branched out. We don't have to talk about the bad stuff, but on Friday, there was a new Star Wars show, and then there was a lot of internet drama and garbage related to it. Uh, but how's the new show? Oh, what, what was the... I, 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 There's a lot I of... was out of town this past weekend and missed that part of it. What happened? A lot of racism on the internet. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Anyway, it went to the point where Ewan McGregor had to tell people on Twitter to stop being racist to the to somebody who's on the show anyway oh hmm. yeah it's 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 very much where uh, i don't i feel like star wars has less of it but the, the the marvel movies and like all those other stuff like there are some very toxic elements of of any like rabid fandoms mm-hmm. anyway but how's the show all I, I i i caught up on darth's tweets and something apparently jimmy smith's is in it and Darth had a lot of opinions on it. I don't know. Did you did you end up watching the show? I did. Um, so before talking about the show itself, the the release that Disney Plus did was kind of interesting. So they moved from releasing new episodes of their shows on Fridays to Wednesdays. They started that about a, a year ago, I think. Um, but for the Obi Wan show. They announced like a month ago that what they were going to do was instead of a Wednesday release, they were going to drop the first two episodes on Friday and then go to a Wednesday cadence thereafter. Reason they did that is because um, the new season of Stranger Things was also coming out this past Friday. So Disney wanted to put this up against that. But then what they actually ended up doing was on Thursday night of last week, so the night before, they, like, surprise released it. They, like, posted on their social media channels <clears throat> at, like, I don't know, 8 o'clock our time or something. And it's like, hey, this thing's just out early now. Surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I, I was out of town, so I actually didn't end up watching them until Sunday. <laughs> but um, but anyway, the, the show itself... Um, it's um I feel the same way about it, or I, I guess going into it, I felt the same way about it that I did the fourth Matrix movie that came out at the end of last year. Like I just kind of can't believe it even exists because it's it's a continuation. Well, in the case of the Matrix, it's a it's a continuation of the franchise, and in the case of Obi-Wan Kenobi, it's a continuation of of the part of the Star Wars story that you know, hasn't had any new content for 15 plus years. And, you know, when, you know, episode three came out for Star Wars and when the third Matrix movie came out, like those felt very like definitively the end of, you know, those kind of story arcs. Um, So it was kind of surreal when that fourth Matrix movie came out last year. And it was, again, surreal that this Obi-Wan show exists because it, it really is sort of like, a continuation of the prequel trilogy that's you know that's the 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 story picks up 10 years after episode three um and you know it has kind of the same um challenge that any sort of of prequel show or movie has where you you know the end result so you can't really you know put any drama um around where the characters are ultimately going to end up but you can as we talked a lot about with better call saul last week you can you can put um was that where you're going to go well, with this? i was going to ask like does it have does it have the does it have the better call saul approach where you kind of don't know what it's going to be but it's different than what you expect of how they're tackling the characters one thousand percent um the i i my my expectations going into the show were reasonably high because you know disney's been been doing a nice job with pretty much all of their star wars and marvel disney plus content and i you know ewan mcgregor as obi-wan kenobi was i think probably one of if not the best part of the prequels so having him star on the show i was really excited about and you know this is a time part of the timeline that you know there hasn't like we don't know a ton about 
um, or at least don't know a ton about since Disney's took over and kind of, you know, got, you know, got rid of all the expanded universe stuff and all that. Um, and yeah, I mean, right away from the first episode, the, the show goes in a completely different direction than I would have expected. Can you um, briefly summarize what is the, like, what is the challenge or like the hero's journey? I, like, I vaguely understand, like, even though I, I, I'm never going to watch, I vaguely understand what happens in the Mandalorian, but like, what is, what is the, what's, what's the premise of the show? Well, so, so episode three ends with, you know, Anakin Skywalker, who's Luke Skywalker's father, turning to the bad side. Uh, Anakin is also Obi-Wan's apprentice in the prequels. And in episode three, Obi-Wan is sent to kill Anakin to, to stop him. And they end up, you know, having a big battle and... Obi-Wan defeats him and thinks he kills him, but but actually doesn't. And he Anakin survives and then of course becomes Darth Vader. And so there's so there's that part of the story. And then the other part is that, you know, Anakin has twin kids um who who um are born like right at kind of right as he's basically becoming Darth Vader, and that's Luke and Leia. And so they are the the babies are sent off to adoptive parents. Jimmy Smith is actually Leia's adoptive father in the show and and in the prequel trilogy. And then Luke is sent to live with his um, aunt and uncle. And Obi Wan essentially is is tasked with sort of um, overseeing Luke and making sure that that he's that he's okay. That was a very good summary. I frequently joke about not knowing anything about Star Wars, but that proved I know nothing about Star Wars. <laughs> All I knew about Obi-Wan, isn't he, because I've only watched one Star Wars movie, he dies halfway through episode four, right? Correct. Yeah. And also, it took a minute for me to understand that you weren't saying episode three of the season of the show. You meant episode three, the most... The, the movie. Yes. Yes. Just right. Listeners. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so this this show takes place, you know, again, 10 years after episode three, the movie. So Obi-Wan has been watching over Luke for the past 10 years, and he, he's basically just been in hiding because the, the other thing that happens at the episode three is that the emperor, who's the one who turns, you know, Anakin to the dark side and, and has him become Darth Vader, he he basically turns this big army against the Jedi. And so then, you know, most of them are killed and the ones who survive like Obi-Wan are, are basically in, in hiding. And so that's, that's where this show picks up. And so you, you think it's going to be a show about, um, you know, Obi-Wan watching over Luke. Um, it also wasn't clear, at least to me, I mean, maybe it's been out there and I've just kind of, avoided it because i, I kind of have tried to avoid hearing anything about the show um it, it's it, it wasn't going to be it wasn't clear to me going into this if, if obi-wan was going to know whether anakin was still alive or not um and that's that's addressed effectively in the first couple of episodes um but then the 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 plot is is going in a, a different direction than than i would have guessed which is which is kind of neat Cool. So overall, you're enjoying it. Overall, I am enjoying it. Um, I've seen this comment in a couple of places. Um, not the highest production value. Um, at least in the first couple of episodes. Does that mean um, special effects or costumes or everything? Just kind of everything. Um, it 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 kind of stands out, I think, because. Especially season two of The Mandalorian, and also I guess the book of Boba Fett as well, which which was basically a continuation of the Mandalorian story. Um, the production value in those shows had have been exceptionally high, like you know, base basically you know film quality, special effects, etc. Um, and that that 
wasn't really the case with these first couple episodes of, of Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, there weren't a lot of big action sequences either. So maybe if there ends up being more action down the road, they'll be able to to pull out some higher production value. But um, but anyway, the the story story was really good. I mean, it's going to be short lived. It's only six episodes and they've, you know, they've dropped the first two. Um, so, Wait, so is this a miniseries? Basically. Oh, yeah. well, then that might be why. Where, I mean, because if you, if it's not something that you can ex- ex- expect to have 20 episodes churned out over the next two, 10 years and to have that as a catalog play, maybe not spending that much money on a six episode thing. Well, and it's, 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 it seems like it's going in the direction of, this is not going to be a story that's going to be that's going to have a bunch of like big action sequences. That, mm-hmm. That's probably not what's going to happen, which, which makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, that was kind of the only thing that that I kind of thought of that maybe like on the negative side. But but overall, I, I thought the first couple of episodes were were really good. And again, kind of still sort of can't believe it even exists. Well, cool. Hope it pans out for you mm-hmm. and all the fans. Yeah. And Darth. All right. Uh, pizza. Mm. Um, so you've been to Acre Pizza, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it was it was a place that had been kind of on our radar for a while. And then, then you were the first to go a while back. And I, I recall that you had a relatively negative experience is that right well i mean with the food yeah yeah and what what kind of pizza did you get um so did you go to the one uh in petaluma or the one in gernville sebastopol yeah that one yeah i went to that one okay i don't know if they're the same thing but basically acre so acre pizza apparently so used to be a coffee shop or is maybe still a coffee shop i don't know but the one in Petaluma that I went to used to be like a proper coffee shop. And they did like this weird pivot in 2019 to like Detroit style pizza. And I don't know if that's all the pizzas they make, but that is like what they advertise. I think is that, do they have what, 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 let me look at their website, but what do they have and what did you get? They, they, well, they, no, they, they do two main different pizzas. They do, uh, you know, a, a, basically a thin crust pizza and a Detroit style pizza. And they're, they're pretty, I'd say, evenly promoted, at least on the, the menu that I saw. Okay. Um, so I had a, just a, um, just a, you know, a thin crust pizza. Um, and you'll, you'll never guess, Carlos, the toppings that I had on it. I think you got the, Oh, look at the menu. I actually don't see a pineapple one. Well, I, I just did a... Yeah, exactly. Oh. So I just did a, a pepperoni and pineapple. Um, it, it it was kind of fantastic. Like, <laughs> basically one of the... Uh, like, one of the best pizzas I've ever had. Mm. It, was, it was it was really good. Oh, well, you, that's, 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 that's hyping it up a lot. I know. Because I'm, I'm willing to... I'm, I'm willing to try. But that's... Hmm. Interesting. What what a, kind was was it? Because you know how in the Bay Area, there's there's the uh, people here are very much fans of the 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 super thin burnt pizzas. Is this <laughs> that? No. Okay. Hmm. No, it's it the the crust is thin, but it's not it's not sort of charred in that like wood fired way like that this, I know you're talking about, or the the places that try to. Is it called uh, Napoli's or like they they try to go super hard hard on the like this is the most authentic Italian style rustic. It was in a 900 degree oven for 45 seconds and that's why it's black. No, this is not that. Okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, it just the the, everything about it. Crust was good. Sauce was good. The pepperoni was was excellent. I know you don't care about this part of it, but, but the pineapple part, a lot of times you get you know, pizza with pineapple that just got like the big pineapple chunks on it, which, you know, which is fine. Well, but it gets, it gets but, it, the, the, the ratio and textures and the wateriness is off. Yeah. Yeah. This had like the really, really thinly shaved Ooh. slices of pineapple, which were 
excellent um, and, and are now like what I want to try to emulate next time I make pizzas here at home. Interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, just yeah, really, really, really good pizza. Um, so it was funny because we, we were driving up to that area this past weekend and you know, needed to just, you know, grab some, some lunch on the way. And, it, you know, options are a little more limited, especially if you're, you know, trying to not just do, you know, traditional fast food or something. And I, I came across Acre Pizza and I, I almost kind of dismissed it because I had remembered you not particularly liking it, but it just, it was perfectly located and you could order ahead online, specify a pickup time, like all, all that good stuff. Um, so it kind of checked all the boxes. And so I guess, you know, my expectations were, were pretty modest <laughs> based, based on your feedback, but, but yeah, no, it's really, really good. So I know it's asking a lot, but maybe the next time you go throw away $25 on one of the Detroit style ones and just, and just either vindicate or, or completely tell me that I, either I went on a bad day or that maybe just their Detroit pizzas is, is terrible. Could, could be. Yeah. But I mean, I'm be. totally... Again, like I'm, I'm off the whiskey bandwagon for the indefinite future, so I don't really have an excuse to go to Spirit Works instead nearby. But yeah, I might, I might have to give this a try the next time I'm on my way. I'm on my way to like Santa Rosa or Guerneville or something. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if you get one of the thin crust pizzas if it actually is a lot better than the Detroit style one you had. And also, can I give a, a an exclusive on here? Sure. I don't necessarily hate pineapple pizza that much anymore. I think that uh, uh, Square Pie Guys one might have turned me around because I had it again recently, not in a Detroit style. And it's not bad, especially if it's got some type of peppers on it bouncing it. So not bad. Yeah, I, I, I accept your apology. Oh, no, I mean, you're, well, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Although looking at their menu, uh, Pig in the Poblano actually sounds pretty interesting. Chili jam, mozzarella, roasted peppers, tomatoes, and bacon. Mm. Yeah. The um, the shame was that they um, <laughs> they actually sell just dough that you can take home, and not only that, but they actually portion it to the to the gram of of exactly what my uni pizza oven calls for mm-hmm. for a you know an individual pizza so it's it's perfect um and i you know would would have especially liked to try it given how good the pizza ended up being but they were sold out yeah. so what is volcano bread oh i don't know i i, I didn't i actually i actually didn't look at the menu super closely when we put in the order oh and we also um got a couple of their chocolate chip cookies which were also excellent for four dollars a cookie it darn well better be (laughs) they're 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 quite quite large like we 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 got two of them amongst the three of us and like ate them over the course of like a day and a half <laughs> okay <laughs> uh threw in the breville for 30 seconds hopefully uh well no we were we were out of town so we did oh, not have access to the to the breville all right well cool that was that's uh definitely a to try on a nice warm summer evening Mm-hmm. all right uh, a couple quickies to uh, clear out the grab bag, and then we will button this up. Uh, New York Times had a profile of the elder statesman of Flavortown. I actually read it. It's actually a very good profile of Guy. But the main reason I bring it up right now is, uh, do you have the article open? I do. Some fantastic photography um, by Timothy O'Connell. But they have in here a picture that Guy provided to them of him with a pretzel cart as like a 10 year old. And it's an amazing photo. Uh, and I don't know that just, that, that, that made my weekend. So yeah, it's pretty good. But yeah, I just, really, I really like the caption, mm-hmm. the young pre goatee, Mr. Fieri. Mm-hmm. Where's Ferndale, California. Do, do. 
Oh, it's a little bit south of Eureka. Okay. Yeah, anyway, people should go check it out. That's cool. Um, do you still use the deliveries app? I, I no, I, I don't. Haven't haven't used it for a long time. Is that because you pretty much everything's from Amazon, or just? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Um, and I, you know, I find tracking the handful of things I get directly via UPS or FedEx to not be that hard to keep track of on their websites. Gotcha. Okay. I still use it occasionally. It's nice to just not have to go back to Gmail to go look up a tracking number. Um, but yeah, apparently FedEx is blocking like their API access, which seems weird and lousy and I don't possibly see what FedEx is like what they're hoping. Like it's obviously not it's that's not their their business is shipping. Like I I I can't they can't imagine what they're losing by allowing tracking aggregation for consumers but anyway that stinks and it seems like uh ups has also signaled that they may cut off api access so that just seems like the app maybe not does not have a great future bummer but it it kind of seems like that's probably what was always going to happen right like what what's in it for ups or fedex to people being able to, like i mean i i but what's what's the downside I I don't know if there's a downside, but what's like what's the upside of maintaining the API? Well, because they have to do it for everything else. Like in the same way that like you get an email from Bed Bath and Beyond saying, "Hey, congratulations, your thing has been delivered." Like it's it's it, they still need to make it. So, eh. Hmm. Like I assume the amount of people that use this is fair. Like, because it, it deliveries felt like an app that like every maybe it's just Mac circles, but like it everybody used for like a very long time. Kind of, it's maybe maybe it's like just, it's like Net Newswire where it's very much sure it seems common to people in like a specific segment of that community. But I don't know. Yeah, bummer. Um and. Oh, there was, and lastly, there was a leak around the forthcoming A7R5 camera that I'm still thinking is fairly unsubstantiated, but if the leak is true, the upcoming successor to my camera will be something that I'm not upgrading to because it's very much a snooze, and the only thing that it improves is video. So, What, um, like what would a next-gen version of of your camera have that would get you I just, excited i just want an a1 that's cheaper hmm. the downside that you get with the super high resolution cameras is that the um autofocus speeds is not quite what you'd want it to be and it also doesn't have a fully electronic shutter so the nice thing about the sports focused a1 that they released in advance of the 2020 olympics that happened in 2021 uh, is that it's a full electronic shutter, so it doesn't have to make a sound at all. Like your camera and my camera both have an electro, uh, a silent shutter option, but it has a lot of limitations that make you that make it not the right choice a lot of the time. Um, and yeah, just the, the autofocus performance could be better for fast action. So I just I just want a cheaper A1, and that's going to take a while to get because I don't need more megapixels, sixty is plenty 40 would be plenty but there's not necessarily something that i'm going to need to upgrade to so eh, it's fine got it all right do you have anything else or chef specials i think it's chef special time what you got so i have two for you this week unprecedented <clears throat> unprecedented i've got just a kind of a silly silly one for you first so let me get the obligatory amazon link sent over to you which will also be in the notes um we, we can maybe do a little bit of a longer topic on exactly how i i came to find these uh light <laughs> dims <laughs> um light blocking led covers um oh i thought these were webcam covers uh first oh. oh no no they're just little like sticker things to block annoying led lights on stuff um 
I've had this long quest to find like the perfect um, bedside iPhone charger. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a lot of like John Syracusean, like very specific requirements I've been looking for. And there's this, well, yeah, we'll maybe do a longer bit on this on maybe next week's show or something. But there, there was this one Belkin charger that like checked all the boxes. It was perfect. But it had this just really, really annoying, super bright LED light that is on the front of the device and it shines like right right into my face when I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> um and for for a while I didn't I didn't buy um the that charger for that reason. And then I when like when I was starting to get frustrated with not really being able to find anything else, I was like, well, maybe I could just be put like a piece of, you know, black duct tape over it. But I thought like, well, no, that's that's dumb. I don't want like something on my bedside table that's got like this piece of tape on it. And then I just sort of randomly, you know, did a search on Amazon for like, surely there's got to be something that's like a little more elegant that can just cover um, an LED light. And so this little pack of, I don't know how many comes in this thing. It comes with, comes with a bunch of them, like a hundred of them, I guess it says, of all dis- different shapes and sizes. And they're they're really nice. Like they really sit nice and flush on whatever device you put them on, and you you kind of you kind of forget that they're there, which is exactly what I was looking for. Uh, the product images are are quite an experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, um, wow! So this, yeah, this uh, this uh, website's paying off. <laughs> You can block out your webcam and it provides certainty, elegance, and professionalism, just like you. Um, mm-hmm. This is cool. Like, this is a much better solution to, because I, I bought something very similar, but it was to block out the web, the, the cameras on the Echo Spot, because I, I, I don't want cameras in the bedroom. But um, yeah, this is much, this is a much better solution than just putting like black masking tape or duct tape on stuff because that that looks in like in your point like if you're buying a 100 or 150 dollar like because it doesn't the, the one that has like the nice chrome accent since like it it's the nice belkin charger right no i it's actually it, it's a it's a super cheap like 20 dollar one which is all the like that was what that was what was so frustrating about it before i discovered these little led light cover well, things wait, do, was, do you have a link to the charger I'll, I'll I'll say I'll save that as a teaser for next week, maybe. <laughs> Wait, so but then did you already own the Belkin? Because wasn't the Belkin one a previous Chef special? It it was. I I bought that years ago. Um, it was a combination iPhone Apple yeah. Watch charger. But I what was wrong with it? Th- th- it kind of stopped making sense when I wasn't charging my Apple Watch overnight anymore. Um hmm. and. It also doesn't support the the fast charging that the the new Apple Watch can do. So that that was actually <laughs> what then kind of got me rethinking my whole bedside table setup, which then involved getting a new iPhone charger, of which I've discovered that all of them are all of them except this one Belkin charger are bad. Got it. Had my fr- as a, as another little teaser had as part of this exp- um, odyssey to try to find the right charger had my first MagSafe experience. Really, that seems that seems bad too. Wait, what? At least hmm? if you try to use it like in a stand, doesn't seem doesn't seem any. Good. Well, Ma- MagSafe means many things. What, what what do you mean? Any more detail? You're being too cagey. On, on the iPhone, like I had well, never MagSafe into what? Uh, well, I I bought. One of the stands I tried was a MagSafe stand. So instead of just being a Qi charger, it uh-huh. it it uses like the magnets that are in the new iPhones, and mm. it's 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 no good. Okay. Uh, so anyway, I'll, I'll we'll leave that as like a teaser, maybe for for next week. But these little LED light blocker sticker things are are good. So um, one of two. So that's one of two. Um, my second pick I'm I'm very excited about. Um every year Apple comes out with Pride Edition watch bands. And they just released this year's last week, I think it was, and they did a 
um, Nike Sport Loop, which which they had done. I think it was last year as well. They did a a rainbow color with sort of a like a white kind of base. And this year they did something similar, but with uh, it, it's a black Sport Loop with then rainbow colors, and it's it's really really sharp looking. And so I, that was an instant buy for me, and it arrived last week, and it's it's great. Um, nothing th- can qu- nothing can quite top the the one that I'm actually wearing today, which is the 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 rainbow sport band that they came out with. I think this one's from 2020. I, that's still my favorite, but this this Nike one's really good. I can't tell. Is this is this the Velcro one, the 2022 yeah. one? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Huh. Neat. Yeah. It's um. It's great. Uh, that's one heck of an ugly watch face, though. Uh, yeah. It, <laughs> as as far as I can tell, you can only get that watch face um, if you have one of like the Nike branded watches, because I it comes with a little like applet um, thing that you scan inside the box, which I did. That that's supposed to then like give you a special pride watch face, and I got something different than that. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I I wasn't really interested in it, so I didn't didn't really care about that part of it. Gotcha. Uh, I'm going to take a bye week because I feel like the next two weeks are going to be um fairly uh, chef special heavy. Ooh, that's another, another yeah another teaser, foreshadowing like Robert Frost. <laughs> 